Uh, well, hello, everybody. I've been uh, pondering what, what to speak on. You'll probably see where I'm going to go from the, the scripture that Liz just read to us. But uh, every morning of the last week, virtually, I have woken up in the morning and I've woken up with a uh, kind of a sense of tightness in my chest, a sense of constriction and a feeling of being totally overwhelmed. Um, basically, I've woken up worried, I've woken up stressed, and I've woken up afraid. And I know that some of you are handling this much better than I am. But I also know that there's a whole load of you who are in a similar position and for whom maybe even just, just being stressed and being uh, this full of fear is, is a really new experience because obviously uh, this, this whole situation is we've never been here before. And so I've been coming back to repeatedly Jesus's teaching on worry. And one of the things that I love about it is it's just so practical. So when Jesus says, do not worry, just to clarify what he's not saying, what he's not saying is that as his followers, that we're to end up in this kind of Zen-like state of indifference to suffering and to the world around us. Um, what I love about Jesus is that he cares deeply, especially when he encounters suffering. But Jesus is never full of angst and he, he never allows fear to make his decisions for him. He's full of joy. He's full of peace. He, he walks with confidence in the path that the father had for him and fear isn't dictating his decisions. So one of the questions that I've been asking myself again um, as I've just had to look in the mirror of my own soul and see what's in there, is how, how can I live the life where I care deeply about um, the world around us, the community that God has placed us in to serve and to love, and yet at the same time, I'm not full of angst and I'm not full of fear. And there are four questions that I just um, ha have been revisiting. I've spoken on this before, but I honestly don't feel like I can come back to it enough that I ask myself that have helped me as I've wrestled with the reality of worry and fear in my life. And I just want to go through those four questions pretty briefly. Um, the first question is to ask myself, when I'm full of fear, is to ask myself, what is my goal today? What's my goal today? And often when I'm having a bad day or a bad moment, my goal is I just want to survive. <laughs> Right, I just want to get to the end of the day. If I can make it to the end of the day in one piece without blowing up, um, then then that'll be a win. But what Jesus says in Matthew, um, we just had it read to us, I won't read the whole scripture, but 31 and 32, those verses, he says, look at everybody. They're, they're running after what they're going to eat and what they're going to wear. And, uh, and and he says, actually, as Jesus, you know, as as my followers, basically, this is how I want you to do things. Instead of chasing that, I'll give you a different goal to chase. And he says, seek first the kingdom and, the, and basically the father's righteousness and everything else will be given to you as well. And another way of putting that same thing is Jesus is saying to us there, let my will and let my goals be what is important for you in life. Relationship with me, let that matter to you more than anything else. And I love the way the Lord works because what he does is he gives us something better to chase. He doesn't just say, don't pursue that, just survival as a goal. He gives us an alternative. And I remember when I moved to Watford, um, I, I like lamb. This is not a hint for you to all give me lamb. <laughs> but I remember when I moved to Watford, I would occasionally go to a kebab, you know, a kebab shop down the road or something like that. And I would treat myself to a, to a lamb kebab. 
And I thought that was pretty good. I thought it was a nice way to live. And of course, I'm friends with Mike. And I remember going around to Mike's house once where he introduced me to his Greek cooking. And I need to uh, let you know as a little spoiler that he is planning some Greek cooking videos at some point during the lockdown. So watch this space. But he introduced me to his Greek cooking. And there's this Greek dish that is lamb that's called kleftiko, which is, which is lamb in its own juices. And the way you cook it is you put a, a leg of lamb, joint of lamb in the oven, wrapped up in foil on a, on a low heat for a long, long time, low and slow. So that by the time Mike takes it out of the oven, he unwraps it, that the meat is falling off the bone. It's just utterly incredible. You know, the whole smell fills the house. And then when you taste it, it just tastes like a little piece of heaven right there in your mouth. And it's sorry and, to say, it, it, you also you put oregano all round. Um, you forgot about that. Just <laughs> carry on. I thought there was another technical error there, but no, it's just I forgot to mention oregano. Um, but you know what? I used to be satisfied with with uh, a lamb kebab, and then Mike introduced me to kleftiko. And now it's not the case that it's like, oh, I must discipline myself to prefer kleftiko. It's, it's now I've tasted lamb like this. Why would I ever want to go back to lamb like that? And what Jesus is saying when he's saying, hey, don't seek those things, seek the kingdom of heaven. You know, one way to interpret that is he's being really sort of like, you know, it's not this rule, it's this rule instead. But that's not what he's doing. What he's saying is, why would you want to spend your time just pursuing survival when you can seek my kingdom? You can let my will kind of come into the center of your life and set the melody and, and the beat and the rhythm of the way that you live. And when we live like that, there's a freedom that we find. So what seeking first the kingdom looks like in practice, I think, is, is really simple. It's waking up in the morning. And, you know, for me, it, it's just acknowledging my fear and my stress and my worry and my angst. And it's saying to the Lord, Lord, I am stressed and I am fearful, but I want to seek your kingdom today. And so is there someone you've got for me to bless today? Is there someone I can encourage? Is there someone I can be praying for? Is there someone I can drop a Rolls Royce to? It, you know, who, who, how can I join with what you've got in today? And what I found when I do that, um, and I think this is the reason why Jesus says it in teaching on worry, is that when that becomes the focus for me, suddenly Jesus and not fear is setting the agenda. Suddenly it's it, the goal of my day is more, is less, I just want today to be empty of worry. And it becomes more, I want today to be full of the kingdom. And I want today to be full of you, Jesus. So one question I'll ask that I find helpful is, what's my goal today? Is it just to make it to the end? Or is it possible that I could seek something more wonderful, which is to do it together with him and see where we end up? Second question that I ask um, is, when I'm full of fear and worry, I ask the question, Am I praying about this? Am I praying about this? Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 32, your heavenly father knows what you need. And I love the way that he, he addresses the, these fears that are articulated in that passage, which are fears that probably many of us are feeling, some of us for the first time and some of us maybe more keen in than we ever have before. How am I, is there going to be enough for me tomorrow? You know, how am I going to pay my rent tomorrow? How am I going to pay my mortgage tomorrow? How am I going to put food on the table for my kids? How am I, you know, am I even going to have a job tomorrow? These are all really, really real fears about scarcity and lack. 
and look at the way that Jesus addresses them. What he says is, he says, look, um, you have a father and he knows what you need. And the God of the universe who could reveal himself uh, in any way to us chooses to make himself known to us as a father because that is his nature. And so Jesus is not saying, oh, why are you even stressing about that stuff? It's no big deal. That's not what he's saying. He, he's saying these things are necessary, but, but I just want you to remember, Andy. I just want you to remember, Sarah. I just want you to remember, Lucy. You have a father and he knows what you need. He understands what it is to be scared and afraid and he gets it and he can give you what you need in this time. And one way to come to him is prayer. And when I say prayer, I don't mean something religious. I just mean chatting to him and just being real with him and saying, this is scaring me today or this is a need I have today and just bringing it to him. You know, in the Lord's Prayer, which we just prayed together, there's a line in there that says, give us today our daily bread. You can't get more basic than a loaf of hovis. It's, it's give me what we need, you know, give us what we need today. Jesus tells us to ask the Father for that because the Father wants to give us that. And what I've been finding out, and it's, you know, it's, it's a journey, but is that every worry when we do this can become an opportunity for closeness. It can be like a chance for intimacy. So I remember when I was, uh, when my oldest boy, who's now five, when he was little, littler, he used to love to play this game hide and seek. And just because of the age he was, he used to um, think that if, if he covered, if covered his eyes like that, basically he became invisible. In other words, if, if he couldn't see you, you couldn't see him. And so he would hide all over the place just by doing that. And I remember one time I was in a room holding Josiah and Mike came into the room and Mike knew that Josiah's favorite game was hide and seek. So immediately he said, where's Josiah gone, you know? And Josiah, I was holding him. At that point, he sort of nuzzled into me like a little koala bear. You know, he shoved his face into my neck and just held on to me really tight. And I can, I can still remember saying to Mike, keep it going, keep it going, because I was just loving this feeling of him holding me so tight. You know, it's me holding him most of the time. But for this bit, he was clinging to me. And I love that sense of intimacy as his dad. And the father loves that with us. God loves it when we, when we come close to him and when we draw near to him. And it just, for me, as I was preparing this, it just reminded me of um, this interaction Jesus has with Mary and Martha, two sisters in Luke chapter 11, where one of them's sitting with Jesus and the other one is rushing around frantically. And Jesus just says to Martha, the one who's rushing around, he says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. And he goes on to affirm Mary just sitting with him. It reminds me of that song, there's this line from it, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Am I praying about this? Not as like, a, oh, I've got to come with my list, but I want to come to my dad with my fear and my need knowing that that's what he wants to. Another question, I'm going to go a bit quicker, that I ask when I'm struggling with this stuff is, am I living in today? Am I living in this moment now? Jesus says in Matthew 6, verse 34, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. 
I read an article on the BBC just a couple of weeks ago based on some research that had been done about what people were afraid of in the current crisis. Obviously, it's a long list. But at the top of the list, people were afraid of the future. You know, it feels like in this pandemic, we've dropped off a cliff and we're still waiting to hit the bottom. We don't know what's ahead of us. And into that, Jesus speaks with this thing of um, focus on today. Let yourself be present in the moment. And what I can do when I'm not functioning very well is I spend all of my emotional energy stressing about all of these things that are ultimately out of my control and I don't know the answers to them anyway. And I think what Jesus is trying to help us do with this is for us to focus instead our energy on those things that we can affect. And it's not to say those other things don't matter. What we can do with those is we can give them to him. And then he says, what can you affect today? You know, Mother Teresa, who must at times have just felt so overwhelmed by the, the ocean of need that she had to deal with. She used to say, yesterday is past. Tomorrow has not yet come. We only have today. Let us begin. What can I do today? Am I living in this moment? Corrie ten Boom, who wrote The Hiding Place, one of her little sayings, and I love it. She says, worry doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow it empties today of its strength. And so can I focus again on what is happening today and those things that I can affect in obedience to what Jesus is saying here about not worrying about tomorrow? And then the final question that I ask myself is, who am I talking to about this? Uh, that's not from the passage, but there's loads of scriptures that talk about the value of friendship and the fact that God has put us together as a body and as a family. Who am I talking to about this? The way that one person described it to me once is it's like when we get um, fully charged with angst, it's like we're, we're, we're full of electricity. And what each of us need is a lightning rod. And what he meant by that is if we don't have a lightning rod, it can spark off in all sorts of really negative and destructive ways. But if we have a lightning rod, in other words, a safe place to, to discharge the energy, the fear, uh, then, then that's really healthy. And what he meant is just having one or two safe people that when the fear is overwhelming us and when it does feel like too much, we can pick up the phone, we can FaceTime, we can, dare I suggest it, have another Zoom and we can tell them what's really going on. And there's such a power in that. We're not bad Christians if we're waking up like I am, feeling anxious and stressed and worried and afraid. We're just human beings who are going through an incredibly difficult and scary time. But what we have is a God who loves us and someone who is a savior in the fullest sense of the word. And we won't crack this um, overnight, but we will crack it day by day. Let me just say those four things again as I finish. What's my goal today? Have I made his will the center so it's about intimacy with him? Am I praying about it so it's about closeness with him? Am I living in the moment, focusing on those things that I can affect? not all the stuff that's out of my control. And finally, who am I talking to about this? As we do that, I honestly believe that we will move increasingly into a place of freedom from worry.